Hey there, queenies. Vacuum that shag carpet and put your bell bottoms on. We're going back in time and talking Queen. Welcome to B-Side Pod Review, a podcast about the music of Queen. I say Jesus Murphy and Kev's from Wigan. Once a week, we gather electronically to talk turkey on a random song from one of the most diverse bands in rock and roll history. Brand new angle, highly commendable. B-Side Pod Review. B-Side Pod Review. Give us a kiss, Kevy. I'm just a musical prostitute, my dear. Uh, hey, Kev, it's uh, it's Randy here. How you doing, buddy? Randy who? Uh, your buddy Woods, Randy. Oh, Randy. Oh, right, right, right. Not the pizza guy. Yes. Right. Okay, so yeah. it's Randy. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It, we're acting like this is a phone call, but we can actually see each other. <laughs> so I just got back. <laughs> all lies. They're all lies. It's all lies. I just got back from. Uh, Flintlawn, Manitoba. Uh, for anybody listening, that's uh, where <laughs> that's I use the real go. name. Yeah, it's really is called Flintlawn, uh, and it's a mining town. And uh, I was way up north there shooting something for uh, TSN, which is a Canadian network called the Sports Network. But that isn't nearly as exciting as my buddy Kevin. Where are you, Kev? I don't know. Just I, I would just say quickly on the whole Flinflon thing. I remember when I moved to Canada, there were two places that I thought I might like to live. One of them was Moose Jaw, just because I thought that was a very funny name. And then the other was Flinflon, because, you know, alphabetically, it's only two letters away from being a flip-flop. <laughs> However, it is a shittle, is it not? Well, yeah, a little bit. And it was actually named after a guy. I, I am, I'm not going to get it right, but it's like Flintaberry, Flonaberry. It was actually a real fucking dude. No, I'm not even joking. You think <laughs> you think I'm joking? But it was really is named after the the, the oh. originator of the town, Flintaberry. I don't know something like that. I'm going to Google so, this because if his name is Flintaberry Flontaberry, that's going to be the best thing I know. That's officially well, be the best thing that I know. <laughs> it's maybe not that exactly, but it's something just like that. And uh, I mean, really, let's 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 be honest. That's that's pretty hilarious. So, but tell the good people where you are. I am in the nation's capital. I'm in Ottawa. And I'm right smack downtown. I'm a, a short walk from the parliament buildings. And I'm here for a work visit. And I should tell you, Randy, that most of my work visits, most of the work trips that I've had in the past have been very, you know, I go in sort of knowing exactly what I'm doing. I, I'm, if it's about IT or it's about my database and things, I know what I'm talking about. I'm very comfortable with this one. It's a little bit more... I don't know, anxious about because I'm sort of sitting in for our CEO and that's a level of discourse with, you know, sort of politicians and that kind of caliber of people that I don't usually, I, I don't usually do that. So what we're doing here, Randy, if you can believe it, if they, 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 listen what they've trusted to this fucking stupid Northern English prick is what we're, what we're looking at is Canada's pandemic response in terms of, you know, public health, wildlife health, domestic animal health, the environment, all these kinds of things, how we respond to that and, and enshrining this in international law and coming up with a treaty that will eventually be accepted by the UN. So I'm part of the team that's reviewing this, this fucking thing and, and trying to sort of offer some sort of coherent feedback, which Jesus Christ, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't think they've got the right guy. I'm just going to put it right out there. They, well, I was just going to say, are they aware of your extremely limited knowledge on the subject? <laughs> <laughs> It's it's become very apparent over the last day. Yes. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, well, hey, good on you. Uh, and are you uh, are you done? Are you flying home tomorrow? Uh yeah. Uh, no, sorry, fly home Thursday. So I got another day. To, I did. We did our first day today. Got another day tomorrow, and then I fly home on Thursday. Yeah. So yeah, nice. 
So I'm holed All up right. in a, a quite a nice hotel actually in Ottawa. So yeah. Uh, well, downtown Ottawa is is quite quite beautiful actually. It's a very very nice nice little town. About uh, Saskatoon size, I think, eh? Well, three, three, yeah. four hundred thousand. Oh Christ! Well, the the sort of the metropolitan area is about one point one million. Um, Ottawa, like at the city core, is probably around this around about Saskatoon size, yeah, three hundred thousand. Mm. So, yeah. Well, there you go. But I will tell you too, like I and I, I posted this on the Book of Faces, Randy, and you probably will see mm. this eventually. But one of the few things, because I don't really like traveling for work, I'm, I'm not a big fan of being away from my family and being away from home and living out of a fucking suitcase, et cetera, et cetera. But one of the things that I do love is finding craft breweries. Is a, obviously mm. you know that's one of my passions. But also finding little places to eat really good food that are local. None of the I never go to Burger King. I never go to Boston Beach. Or I never go to any of those places. I go and try and squirrel out somewhere that's really cool to eat. And so yesterday I had a fucking amazing pizza, which was uh, prosciutto, tomato, and arugula. Now mm-hmm. I'll throw at you quickly that. Mm-hmm. arugula will mean nothing to most of our english listeners so for all our oh. english listeners i'm talking about rocket so oh, the english right. randy yeah, they, call, they it call it, it yeah. they call it rocket but it comes yeah. from the french so rocket uh, r-o-q-u-e-t so arugula and rocket have the same french root so there's yeah. your little bit of pointless education oh. today yeah well there you go it's like uh zucchini and courgette Cor- courgette courgette yeah. yeah there you go yeah Teach me French there, English boy. <laughs> what do you know about French? Oh, yeah, you're Métis, of course. Yeah, that's, that's right. I'm French, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, that's that's all very interesting, and we've probably lost at least, you know, 75% of our listeners now just talking about our respective days, but... Should I would say listenership, quick... listenership, listenership is fucking plummeting as we go <laughs> on and on about our fucking lame, boring lives. <laughs> but yeah, I, I know what you're going to say. I think you're going to say we should uh, turn to Twitter and... Uh, we probably should do that. See how that goes. All right, do some talking. Okay, so, you know, the poll again this week was, I, I think, I would argue probably the most controversial we've had so far, or certainly the most sort of evenly split. The closest, yeah. Yeah, and I would say that going in, I kind of expected that. I anticipated that because Fun It, the song we covered last week, is, again, I I just can't say anything other than I don't think it's a great song. But there is a a section of the Queen fandom that stand by it staunchly, and especially like the, the real Roger fans. Um, but the poll came back uh, 57.4% champion and 42.6% bites. They're just so... It was pretty close. So we were in the in the minority in this particular case, which we absolutely were. And I'm not sure if that's happened yet. Has that? This um, might be the first time that we are in the minority of the poll. I'm quite certain. Oh, maybe. Unless unless you have something that I'm not aware of, I I think every t- every time whatever we've picked is what the majority was. Well, now I, I guess we've, we've had a couple. We've had a couple of splits. I guess. So. Yeah. 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 No, you're right. I think you might be right. I think this might be the first time that we've been unanimous. And on the losing team. Yeah. Yeah. So what I mean to say by that, Randy, is that this is the first time that we've been right and everyone else has been wrong. That's really, that's, I don't know how else you could possibly frame that. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So Leighton Brown. Yeah. Our good buddy, Leighton Brown here. He says, there you go. Conclusive proof and a clear victory for team fun it. Don't fuck it. (laughs) Suck it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh 
Oh, and yeah. And then he has uh, the the <laughs> screenshot of the poll where it was 73% in favor and with only 11 votes yeah. and 27 uh, <laughs> saying bite the dust. So thanks, Leighton. With And with four days and 23 hours left. So he basically posted that inside the hour, which is, I just think it's phenomenal. I love that, Leighton. Thank you. But it did. And we were talking about this a little bit before we kind of, you know, got online is that the team funny hashtag is a thing, by the way, that predates our, our little podcast. But, you know, there's a counter hashtag of Team Fuck It that I decided to set up. And I would say that Team Fuck It's doing all right. It's holding its own. <laughs> okay, uh, Lynn Davidson says, I have to say I've been fighting this battle a long time, like years, and I'm always in the minority, a very small minority at that. Yeah, so she's she's part of Team Fuck It. She comes down on our side, so. Nice, nice. Uh, Dieter, our friend Dieter, it's a champion for me. It's experimental, quotation for Queen, but it works for me. Forget the lyrics. Lyrics. It's not called music. It's not called music for no reason. <laughs> Freddie's part has a seedy quality which suits the song. For him, partying means more than shaking the soles of your feet. And then with a gif of Freddie giving you a nice little wink. Yeah. And I sort of, I go I sort of go back and forth on that. I I know, you know, a lot of the stuff that you listen to, Randy. Really, the words are, you know, the melodic accompaniments to what's most important which is the groove and the beat and you know the all the, the musical parts so but i i don't think that's what queen were and i certainly don't think that was the intent of this song no i think roger wrote these lyrics thinking that these are pretty fucking good lyrics i just don't <laughs> happen to agree with that so uh-huh. um paul Bodoff says voted champion bit of an experimental song so like, experimental again uh with a more funk style than rock style to this one uh, and E.M. Ling says, it's a dreadful song on a subpar album. End of tweet. <laughs> so there you go. Point made, point taken. And, uh, you know, I can't speak to the whole album, but I agree about uh, his, I agree on his take on the song. <laughs> and I would, I would disagree on the album part. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think jazz is subpar. I think it's got it. We talked about this, I think actually on the app on last episode where jazz has its issues. There's definitely issues. There are issues with production and there's a couple of, you know, songs that are filler level that usually don't make a Queen album. But I don't think it's a subpar album overall. I think it's got some absolute Queen bangers on it. So, you know, with respect, I'll, I'll disagree on that one. Well, it sounds like you and E.M. Ling might have to have a might have to have a battle in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, if he's willing to fly over to Saskatoon, you know, that's... <laughs> I'd be embarrassed by beating up an old, a, a bold, broken 50-year-old. You know, <laughs> good luck to you, you know. <laughs> Our pal PJ at New Mercury says, uh, if I go by my own system of, is it a top 50 Queen song? It's iffy. But if I go off the one on the pod of, would it make a playlist? Then it's a champion. I enjoy it. Got a beat to it. And it's different. And I like different. Something tells me I'm going to regret this. And then he's posted the classic meme, fun it is a champion. Change my mind. <laughs> uh jim c curtis sparkles don't shun it it's a great little groove definitely champion uh paul moody don't shun it champion it and look we were talking as well about you know other queen podcasts and, and paul is um one of the trio of lunatics that host the uh in the lap of the pods podcast and also paul's got i'll just quick a quick shout out to paul he's got a new podcast out uh called weirdies where he's covering and re- sort of reviewing and talking about old horror movies 
And oh, I'm talking yeah. sort of older horror movies, the Hammer Horror and sort of the old stuff. And, and it's really fucking cool. So if you like old horror movies, you definitely check that out because it's because it's great. Way to go, Paul. I just totally disagree with him, you know, that's, which is fine. <laughs> Aaron Mullen, maybe maybe a first time around here. I don't recognize the name. Don't recognize the name either, yeah. It says, uh, fair bit to like about this one, the dual vocals. I totally agree on that. The funky groove, Bryce guitar. It makes a playlist, but not enough to be a champion. Bites the dust by default. So again, you've got that sort of arguing yourself one way, arguing the other way. And I, I, we talked, we talked, we talked about that on on the episode. There's bits of it that I like. I think yep. the riff's great. Yep. But it's just, I don't know. It's it's, it's just not finished. The song's not finished. Yeah. Uh, Robert Sentry, great riff on what I think is one of their best albums. And I think maybe Robert might be a first-time commenter as well. Uh, so there you go. Hey, there's a there's a polar opposite take on one of their best albums. And <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's good. Hey, when I was just just thinking as you're mentioning this, we're all here because we like Queen. So it's it's sometimes hard to say. Uh, I don't know, but uh, yeah. Anyhow, and it's the it's the beauty of a band like this because they were so I don't know eclectic in their approaches to what they wanted to write and record that there's no way that everything's going to land for everyone. It's just not, no. well, you know, those people who've got rose tinted spectacles, I guess, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're a crazy eclectic band that pushes things and, and tries out different things. So yeah, they're going to land for a lot of it and not land for some of it. So that's, that's, that's just fine. Yeah. And, uh, and once again to that, to me, that's a mark of, uh, of a great artist or, or, or band is, is you're, is you're pushing the boundaries. You're not just, you know, as much as I like ACDC, they just keep kept writing the same writing the same song for thirty years or whatever, right? So these guys Absolutely. didn't do that. Uh, Rob Hatton, this one lies in the no man's land for me. But seeing as that's not an option, I'm giving Funny a pass and naming it a champion. This is mainly because I love the rare main vocal sharing between Roger and Freddie, and in spite of the overly basic song structure. Yeah, absolutely fair enough, Rob. Absolutely fair enough. Uh, uh, Steve Ursel here says. Uh, now we got a moomin. Don't shun it, fun it. And Kevin, I'm hoping you'd explain what moomin is. The moomins was an old man. Jesus, that's taken me a long way back, and I haven't even thought about those pricks for a long time. It's an old kids' TV show, and you had uh, moomin papa and moomin mama. Now I don't remember them that clearly that I actually get the reference, but I don't know. Don't shun it, fun it. I'll, I'll have to go back and listen to it, Randy. But the Moomins, Jesus, that's a really obscure 80s? I think 80s. I'll say an 80s reference. That's uh, it's over my head. Uh, Rob Maher, champion, but first one I've ummed and odd over. There we go again. We're, we're sort of dividing people up here. This is good. We're getting a bit of division. Uh, it says, agree it's not the best standalone track, but it's a strong album track. If they saved it for the game and swapped it out for Don't Try Suicide, that album would have been perfect. Now, that's a strong call. Now, we'll get to Don't Try Suicide and we'll get to the game. You know, we've done, I think, what, one track from the game. So that's that's a strong call. And I'm, I don't know, I don't know if I agree with that, but we'll get to that. Hey, we can all still be friends, though. And uh, Alice's dad at Barry John Willie says, Champion, is it the best Queen song ever? No, nah, it isn't, but it's nowhere near the worst either. So there you go. Fair point. Oh, God, yeah, it's not definitely not the worst. No. Uh, Darren Helliwell says, Bites the dust. There are some things to like in the song, but would it be in a Queen playlist? I don't think so. So, again, there you go. That's, you know, we've established this, 
the stupid rating system, this binary rating system, when we're forcing people to choose how they apply that, and people are choosing to do, you know, a midpoint or they're choosing the playlist approach. So I don't know, whatever works for you, whatever works. Uh, Justin Fotheringham, it's going to be interesting to see this compared to the horrid body language. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. Yeah, well, and I, I remember that song. So yeah, fair enough. He uh, uh, and he adds quintessential Roger. Love it. So yeah, there we go. We got another team, team Raj. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, again, I think we, I said earlier, like the roast into specs. I think, I think Roger gets a pass sometimes from people where he just shouldn't, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know. So at Ruddy Rutherford, uh, Fit Like Photography, it isn't the worst by far. And I, I've certainly had fun, in quotes, listening to it in the past. But if I'm honest, it just misses the mark. No champions medal from me, I'm afraid. Good call. David A. Wilson, dust it. Always like that wibbly wobbly bit at the end of the song, though. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, there you go. You, you can't beat a bit of wibbly wobbly, Randy. I've always said that. Well, you, I've, I've, how many times have I said that to you? Well, that's the thing is, honestly, you just went on and on about it so often. I had to tell you just to fucking can it. <laughs> Stop going on about the whip. Yeah. Um, Pank, he even wrote the sequel. No more fun. He knew. <laughs> yeah. So no more fun is uh, a track of one of Roger's, <laughs> Roger's solo albums. So. Right. Uh, yeah. Alex Small, 50-50-ish. But I went for the dust biter as the lyrics are a bit off. Bit naff. Bit naff. There we go. Sorry. I uh, My uh, old man eyes misread that. Great riff, good beat, but just not strong enough to be a champion. Plus, it's on jazz, their first patchy album. And so we've got, you know, bites the dust, dust it, a dust biter. You know, we're, starting to, we're starting to permeate the uh, the Twitter sphere here, Randy, with this, uh, this rating <laughs> system, you know. And I do thank our good friend Corey Morissette for sort of, um, you know, establishing that uh, that pattern. So, uh, Andrew Shaw, again, maybe, is that the first time around? I don't recognize the name. It says, something about this song that feels thin. It never seems to penetrate consciousness other than the two seconds it takes to register that it's playing. I like that line. There are elements throughout that are cool, and it's better than most of the stuff on Hot Space. Perhaps I just defined filler. Yeah. And so Dieter, you know, was uh, after 62 volts, so 60% of the fans can't be wrong. Hashtag team fun it. So this hashtag one, I think, you know, so I'm going to throw back quickly on the um, Van Halen podcast and the podcast will rock. There's an evil influence named John Mariano who floats around attracting contrarians and sort of mobilizing the forces of darkness to vote against perfectly good songs or to vote up perfectly shit songs. Um, and I think we may we, we, team funny. I think maybe 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 a cult, Randy. I think it might be a cult. <laughs> Black pie fools. It's a champion just because Raj always looked to change things up. A drum riff on loser, punk on modern times, and sheer heart attack. Nonsensical lyrically, and uh, just a grade above a groovy demo. But pushing the boundary on what Queen were about. Well, there you go. I guess almost kind of making the point I said earlier is that yeah. a good band's always pushing uh, the envelope. Uh, just for me, it just uh, it it just pushed it in the direction that I find unfavorable. Well, and I will just just to sort of I think my last word on on this song before we wrap up and move on to tonight's song is that I agree with that. I, and I've, I've, we've had this conversation before a lot about bands that try different things and they don't always land, and you appreciate the attempt. But I think that this song 
it sort of should have been recognised as not being quite up to snuff. Like, it, you know, they, they just said, hey, Rog, yeah, it's a good idea. Let's work it up a bit more. Let's sit on it for a bit and let's try and figure this out because I think there's definitely something there. It's just not there yet. But it just, like I said, I think I said in the episode, it just feels hurried. It feels unfinished. It's just an idea rather than a fully fleshed out song. So that that's where I always go back to with this track. And I've said I've not loved this track my whole life. And I'm a huge queen nut. And this song has just never done it for me. So so team fun it. You know what I'm saying? Just fucking suck it is what I'm saying. <laughs> Bold words, ladies and gentlemen. Kev. <laughs> And if you have a problem with that, um, go on Twitter. Down. Go on Twitter and um, at Randy Woods Band. That's what you need to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tag your it. Go fuck yourself, bro. <laughs> Aha, the pastor is back. <laughs> um, we did get a few comments on Facebook, Randy. So let's just have a, a look at a couple of those. Um, Doug Curran, who has been very supportive of the podcast, says another fun episode, pun intended. Uh, one thing, Queen never played Fun It Live. It's one of six jazz tracks that never made it to the concert stage, which is interesting because, you know, as we said, mm -hmm. jazz was a, a different album and they toured pretty extensively off the back of it. Um, and Live Killers is, you know, recorded from, from that concert run. So to have that many songs that never were played live, you know, that's maybe suggestive of either, either quality or difficulties with arrangements. So. Uh, yeah, Michael Smith says... Uh... Another excellent episode, Randy and Kev really enjoyed the podcast. Thanks, Michael Smith. Fun It is Bites the Dust, a very unremarkable song that you almost don't remember it being on the album. Starts nowhere, goes nowhere, ends up nowhere. Michael Smith, <laughs> we're on the same page, buddy. And, you know, at risk of being um, self-congratulatory here, I, I, Andrew Shaw, Thank, thanks so much, Andrew. It says, really falling in love with the podcast, fellas. It's always tough in the beginning, like starting a new TV show. But the fact that you're Canadian or in Canada was enough to keep me going. I'm glad I did. So before we get into his comment, that's because you don't listen to a lot of podcasts. I do. And I totally understand that pain. Like podcasts are a lot like TV series where you sometimes you have to stick with a few episodes to kind of get the rhythm of it and get what the, the show's trying to do. So I'm so glad that Andrew stuck with this and, you know, <laughs> listened to us ramble for, I don't know, many episodes till he sort of, till it dropped for him. So, but then he says, as for fun, it something about this song feels thin. Again, we're getting the same comments here from the, from the detractors. And so Andrew had commented on Twitter. Um, and it's basically the same comment that this feels thin, never seems to penetrate the consciousness other than the two seconds it takes to register this playing. So yeah, I, I, you walk away from that song thinking, eh, all right, that was a song. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And John Bryce, fun it isn't. Dust it is. Another great show, Brycey. Thanks, Brycey. Appreciate that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I always like it when people agree with me. So uh, hey. <laughs> I found that very Yoda. It's a very Yoda esque sort of mm, fun it isn't. Dust it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's my yeah. shitty Yoda impression. Just <laughs> I'm not having a stroke. Uh... And I did like this one too from Doug Curran. Uh, for those of you like me, you aren't fluent in Canadian. He he went to the, uh, I think it was the Urban Dictionary to look up Jesus Murphy, which he would obviously exclaimed at some point. Yeah, well, and I, I had no idea that I had even said it. And I got to be <laughs> honest with you, I was unaware that it was a Canadianism. But uh, I, as in my reply uh, to Doug, take off, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, so we, you know, we should probably start talking about um, a new Queen song, Randy. But 
I don't know if you remember, because I know you're quite old and your memory isn't what it was when you were a young man, but I we decided remember. at the end of last season, that, or I think maybe the, the start of this season, that uh, based on a user's recommendation, once per season, we are going to cover a non-album track or a non-album release track. So that's B-sides, um, one-off things, you know, and sort of uh, outtakes, basically. So I got a wheel loaded up with uh, 20 entries, and we're going to spin this wheel, and we're going to see what we get. So it'll be interesting because there's definitely going to be some of these that I'm less familiar with and some stuff that I probably haven't listened to in quite a long time. So, so uh, Kev, for me, mm-hmm. where are all these tracks coming from, and how, and how do we... They're just you said they're they're B sides off singles, but they didn't B sides from albums. singles. Um, what they, they they did not make the albums. Didn't make albums. Stuff that was sort of you know there's a few outtakes. There's a few bits and pieces. Now I didn't include things like Polar Bear, which was a demo that or, well it was a song that Smile recorded, which was the precursor to Queen, um, and then it was recorded by Freddie and Cole. But it really is it's super demo quality. So I didn't include that. You know, if we get pushback on that and people want us to cover it, maybe we'll cover it in a special app or something. But I've tried to stick with full studio recordings or at least stuff that was sort of, you know, at least half us finished and mixed. So, okay. All right. Roger, though, so you know, we, I usually ask you what you listen to, but you've no fucking idea because you don't know, you definitely won't know any of these songs. 100% you won't know any of these songs. No. And uh, I should say too, Randy, that there is one notable omission from this wheel. Yeah. That is, thank God it's Christmas, because I would like to hold that one for a special bonus Christmas episode this year. Wow, Kev. Your foresight is second to none. It's like my foresight is like my foreskin. It's too long. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what that means. (laughs) All right, so we spin this fucker up and see what we get. What we get. Jesus Murphy. Jesus Murphy. <laughs> yeah, All get right. her, buddy. Spin it. Okay, we're going. It's a much fatter wheel. I, I mean, okay, so we're getting. Oh. So this one is a demo. And I said I wouldn't include too much, but this is a, a pretty produced demo. Um, from it's 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 80s queen what are we listening to tonight randy i guess we're falling out from the miracle and this is the demonstration version yeah so it's from the miracle sessions so it wasn't it didn't make the album right this is the point in the podcast where randy and kevin open various browser tabs and frantically google various facts and miscellany in order to sound knowledgeable and well researched in the interest of time, this has been condensed into a short, but we think pithy announcement. Goodbye. Okay, hey, so we've got, I guess we're falling out, uh, recorded during the Miracle Sessions, uh, January uh, 88 uh, to January 89, in uh, Olympic Townhouse Mountain Studios, uh, a whole bunch of them, all of our usual suspects uh, playing. And as I was mentioning to uh, Kevin here, it's uh, not in the people's key, but in the, <laughs> a relative of the people's key. So it's in A minor. Uh, and uh, hey, I'm 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 excited to hear 
I'm excited to hear how this how this all pans out. Obviously, we don't know a whole heck of a lot about who actually played on it, and I don't have the liner notes for the uh, the collector's edition because this came out again very recently on the the Miracle Collector's Edition box set. And again, I would just throw one quick shout out, last shout out maybe to the the guys over at uh, in the lap of the pods because when they covered the. <laughs> They did an episode purely focusing on the re-release of the Miracle, which I safe to say is not their favorite album, which was just <laughs> absolutely fucking hysterical. So I please just go if you haven't checked it out, you go check that out. So okay, so maybe maybe what we'll do, Randy, is we should just should we just start listening to this fucking thing and see what we think. Hey Kev, why don't you play that fucker and we can just make our form some opinions. The collected edition of the Miracle has a lot of this in it. Um, it's got a lot of studio chatter, and you can tell that what they've. My take on this is what they've done is they've blended rough tracks. So this is Freddie, you know, that's probably just a straight track of him talking and playing and fucking around with fully produced harmonies and sort of fully sequenced um, keyboards or drums or whatever. So they've sort of blended things and taken good takes and rough takes and mashed them together into these sort of outtakes or demos. So I don't I, I don't think this was actually sort of a one take Jake demo, as as we'll hear. It just it just isn't. So you stabbed your knife right in my back. Okay, so we're getting some massive harmonies coming in there, but up to that point, like you said, it's a it's a in A minor, it's a pretty standard chord progression. But my God, that piano sounds great, and Freddie's vocal sounds really rich in this, you know. And he was again, this was in a period where he was starting to lose some of that edge and lose a little bit of that power. But I think he sounds so good on this one. Yeah, I don't know. I, to me, he sounds to me he sounds fantastic. I I don't feel like his voice is diminished in any in any regard uh yeah really great and <laughs> and they're calling us a demo but uh so far it so far it sounds a hell of a lot better than what was the what was the casio track delilah it's, yes, it sounds yeah. a fucking truckload better than that and we're only like 50 <laughs> seconds in well and again i mean what what i would say to that is to, to provide a bit of context for you obviously is that calling it a demo really isn't because it's been produced but they've gone back and they've mastered this and mixed it and fixed definitely fix things here and there there's no question about that so they're not like i said it's not rough cuts there's some tracks that are rough cuts and that studio leading definitely so but this has been it's been finished right so I would say too though, when you listen to it, there I think there are spots where 
had this been taken all the way to completion, I think that Freddie would have probably re-recorded certain parts of it just to get a stronger vocal inflection on, you know, just in certain passages. Yeah, I, yeah, he sounded maybe slightly unsure of himself coming in, coming to the second part, part of the chorus. Uh, that was the only thing I heard that maybe sounded slightly yeah. hesitant, but uh, yeah, it doesn't sound too fucking bad to me, if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> it's a great mix, yeah. And definitely not a drum machine. No, no, no. That's that's that sounds like uh, sounds like Rog. Yeah. Imagine that using Roger Taylor instead of a fucking drum machine. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe, maybe Queen, if you're listening, which we know you are, obviously Brian and Roger. Maybe maybe fucking use Roger Taylor on your songs instead of a goddamn drum machine. Roger's a pretty good drummer, is what we're saying. Yeah. Go back in time and re-record it. You stand. Yeah, so they they didn't finish writing the lyrics there, right? Yeah, that's what it sure sounds like to me. But yeah, I gotta say, man, Freddie's voice sounds pretty great. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it's you know like it's it's got the starts of a good lyric. You stabbed your knife right in my back. Was it just something that I might have said? Does it mean we're falling? So you know, it's got that sort of betrayal theme to the song, and with that minor key fits. But then it's got that switch the major in the chorus, which kind of brightens the whole mood. So it's got that lift and drop again, or that drop and lift, right? So I, I, I think it's a pretty fucking cool song, man. And compared to some of the shit that made the miracle, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, verse two, verse two sounds like a, a, a verse with a whole bunch of what I call placeholder lyrics. Yeah. Uh, you stab your knife right in my head. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what? You stabbed me in the head. Quit stabbing me in the head. Yeah. Well, well, that, that, that well, you know, threw my clothes pretty, into the street. Told me to go to the street. I mean, that, that's <laughs> that's okay. But... That's the definition of a placeholder lyric. There you go. But yeah, d d d da 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 da. You know. Yeah. Although I guess there was a hit written with just that wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was da do 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 da 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 da. Yes. I guess Yeah. Were you expecting that? No, but uh, so far this is uh, this is a very this is very queeny. The whole situation's really got a lot of queen going on here. I think it. Uh, I don't want to say this. I don't want to commit to this, but there are elements of this song that kind of remind me of stuff they were doing on um, Day at the Races, and it's got a somewhat similar production to it. That the symbols are super bright. The kicks heavy. And there's, you know, it's very, it's very clear and very stripped back. But there's just something that reminds me about that era of Queen. 
about this mm. song. So. Mm-hmm. That's good, that's good, that's good. That's good. So we suddenly open up on the... And we go back to that thing. <laughs> yeah, we just go and say... You gotta love this, eh? As a musician mm-hmm. and as a sort of a producer and a songwriter, getting this little peek behind the curtain of a band like Queen putting a song yeah. together—it's yeah, so they're, fucking they're, cool, man. They're working out. They're working it out. They're working out the details. Yeah, uh, yeah, very cool. I, I also, but when you you know, and you would know this, and I know that you you do do this because you've got a you, you in your band you have a, a a set of musicians who are very seasoned and sort of adept at following where you want to take them just that sort of you can hear when freddie says we're going to do this and then we're going to da 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 and brian just falls straight into it yeah there's no sort of hesitation and again i don't know how much of that was live off you know live in the take but it's got that feel it's like yeah okay now i know what he's saying let's try that out sure yeah 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 and roger starts uh you know falling in well i haven't heard uh dicky there yet but yeah 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 that's falling out i don't care You want a bit of Deaky? There Fuck it is. Me. I heard it. Let's hear it. <laughs> Funky as shit, man. Yeah, sounding great. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure uh, Deacon plays a, a, a Fender Precision and uh, you can hear it there. And in my opinion, the uh, 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 the Swiss army knife of bass guitars. Uh, I love it. I've got one of my own. Uh, and yeah, cool little cool little chunk of riffs he's, he's, he's playing there. What sets it apart, Randy? The Fender Precision Bass. Why is it so? What is it about it that's so distinctive to you, Tom? It's just uh, well, like I said, like really, the Swiss Army knife. It's just it just fits in so well, in almost any genre. I can't think of a genre that where you couldn't use it from metal to to jazz to funk or whatever. Uh, and and it's just it just has a certain tones and qualities that just that'll just cut through a mix, you know. So yeah, my favorite bass. Well, uh, you know, admittedly, I'll, I'll, I would, I would say I'm a Fender guy. You know, in terms of the Fender Strat as well, I feel the same way about the Strat as I do about the, the, the Precision. Uh, but it's just so nice to hear him playing it because it's there's that little moment where you can really hear his playing. Yeah, uh, and I, of course now I'm assuming he's he's playing the Precision in, in the, uh, in the studio. He could be playing anything, but it sure sounds like a pre to me. So. That's so cool. It's such a cool part. And it's that thing of like, you've got this song that up to that point, until they've ripped into this kind of funky stutter step riff, that it's very simple. There's not really a whole bunch for Deaky to do, but all of a sudden, 
he comes in and it's just like, well, now I can shred. Yeah. Now I can show off, right? So Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, before we and again, I mean I think we have to vote I, I think probably slightly differently on these because we have to recognize that they weren't full studio releases. So maybe we have to sort of treat them slightly differently. Maybe we don't. I don't know um, why we would, Kevin. You explain right, your well, rationale. Because well, I, I think I, if we're gonna stick with the format of the show, which okay. I think we should, is just it's another one bites the dust or or, or we are the champions, man. Okay. Well then I mean, okay, well then for the, for you then. You know, is this demo does it have enough meat on its bones to make it one of the champions, or is it just too unfinished and too sort of, you know, half assed to make it uh, bite the dust? Well, I've got to ask you the same question, Kev. Does this one bite the dust or is this a champion? Let me know, brother. Yeah, I mean, I'll say again, I I try not to tip my hand too much on certain albums, certain songs, certain periods, but this, had they worked this song all the way through to some sort of, you know, conclusion, it's so much better than most of what's on the miracle on the album. Like it's, it's got, it's interesting. Like it's got that, that big, huge fucking dynamic shift where you go to this crazy riff at the end where that could, you know, they could have used that, that riff could have been yanked from hot space and that could have been the whole song really. But they leave that and they put it at the end where you've got this sort of beautiful monarchy piano thing where you're not expecting it to go in that direction at all. And then John rips in. So again, I think that had they finished this song, I think God, it's so much potential in it. So it's an absolutely a champion for me. Yeah, me too. It's it's uh, it has so much of the, so many of the things that I like about Queen. Those cool vocals, uh, you know, a, a cool riff. And you're right. Yeah, it's not finished. Uh, I, I think Freddie's vocal is just ripping. I just I just love it. Yeah, the only reason the only reason it wasn't you know a, a huge single in in my mind or a huge hit is that it wasn't finished. And beyond that, yeah, I, I think I think it's a banger. I think it'll be fun once we're through, well, the second wheel at least, or most of the miracle maybe, to go back and sort of do a review of these additional songs in the context of the album. Because again, I only went back to this. I only learned about this through the again the lap pods guys. Because I've been, like I said, I've said this before, I haven't really kept up with Queen's output since Freddie died. Because to me, that was kind of the capstone of their career. But going back and listening to these these new um, outtakes and different versions and sort of demos of songs that are on the album, it's so uplifting to hear Freddie's voice and hear John Deacon's voice in a couple of songs saying, you know, oh yeah, that sounded pretty good. Let's let's maybe try that again. And you know, I'm a sucker for all that stuff. I love hearing that behind the scenes stuff. So again, I think that this song could have gone somewhere, and I think it could have gone somewhere really, really cool had they gone with it. However. I would also caveat this by saying that I don't think it fits on the Miracle, the album as they, you know, the 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 album as it was finished and released, this song would have stood out as very, very different on that album. And maybe that's just to sort of highlight how mm, average a lot of the rest of the album is, maybe. <laughs> so Yeah, man. I dig it. Dig it. So we got it, we got a demo that Randy digs. That's pretty good. Fucking downvoted the Prophet song though. So I'm never gonna get over that. I don't think I'm ever gonna get over that. 
Uh, we'll, have a, we'll, have, we'll do a redemption episode but that's what we'll do at some point <laughs> let's see if we can get randy to recant <laughs> well who's that oh he does um oh it's in blackadder you know you know the, have you seen the tv series blackadder yeah he's not about um martin luther or, familiar, but... or i can't remember i think it's martin luther you know oh no not martin luther he's not about um oh, fuck whoever some fucking catholic he says he must have been he must have been kicking himself as he burned on the pyre to think all I had to say was I recant my Catholicism. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. So uh are we gonna call an end to the B side pod oh, review? Oh I guess we probably should, shouldn't we? We've kept these folks long enough, haven't we really, honestly? I mean I could edit this out to, you know, I could add <laughs> I could add some like banter from previous episodes that I could probably pad this out to an hour and 45 minutes <laughs> please don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah no no we'll let, we'll let you all go um, and we will as always Randy we'll give the last word to who's that guy we give the last word to yeah I don't know I'm not even sure why I'm here Freddy fucking Mercury bye bye cheers so that was different B-side goodness with a touch of incompleteness. If I was to title this episode, I'd call it These Lyrics Aren't Going to Write Themselves. We'd sure like to know what you have to say about Queen, B-sides, or otherwise. So you can find us on Facebook at Seaside Pod Review and on Twitter at Queen Seaside. And hey, if you got some time, why not check out In the Lap of the Pods? We hear they're much better looking than Kevin and I. We'll be back with you next week to wax poetic about this wonderful band. Yes, Kevin. Seaside Park Review. I'm just a musical prostitute, my dear.